And we're back. Thanks for listening in. We're going to talk about game week 12 and 13. We got the uprising of West Ham, the downfall of Chelsea, Origi last-minute magic, but the biggest one of all, Florida flies to Old Trafford. And didn't come back home. <laughs> Wishes he didn't come I, back home. I came back, obviously. I'm doing the podcast. But it was an excellent time. It was a dream. I got to see the 3-2 Arsenal game, where Man United end the game with fashion, with a penalty kick from Cristiano Ronaldo. The atmosphere was amazing. We were sitting by the Stratford end, and it didn't let up. The fans were going back and forth at each other. When the third one went in, Arsenal didn't chant for the rest of the game. It was a huge experience. Anybody who is a supporter of a Premier League club should definitely go see a game, especially if you're a proud supporter. Something that, you know, touches you in your heart. And the city of Manchester was cool. It's antique, built off its history, just like, you know, Bay United that's there. Can't say the same for City. If you're from suburban area, it'll feel like a vacation. If you're from a city like uh, me and Mike here, we're from New York. It's like you really didn't go on vacation, but the whole point was to see the the team play. And it was a great experience. And I got to see the, I got to see the stadium. We did a tour. I got to see the museum. I'd see all the trophies. It was a really great, really good time. All right, great. Well, let's start with what people want to hear. Uh huh. You got to see in person David De Gea break his ankle. That was nice. You know, so <laughs> so Liverpool and uh, Liverpool Anfield and Old Trafford are the only two stadiums in the EPL that don't have a screen. Uh, they just have electronic boards. So we're watching the. I'm watching the game, and. You know, it's the corner kick happening. All of a sudden, we're watching the corner. Let me tell you, those balls come in fast. Like, it looks slower on TV. So the ball comes in, and I'm following the ball. And I see the hands on the ground, and the ball's outside the box. I just see, I think it was uh, Smith Rowe. He kicks it, and it's like this low grounder. Like, anybody could save it. Like, anybody could have stopped it. It just rolls into the back of the net. And the hands on the floor are like, what's going on? And so obviously the goal counts, but Fred stepped on De Gea, apparently. I didn't know this until, you know, two hours after the game. <laughs> until two hours before <laughs> there's, no, there's no VAR. No one tells you anything. If you miss it, you miss it, you know? And uh, that happened. And what did you think? Did you think that was fair? I think it was fair because it was the players in the same team. Obviously, it was an imposing player. I would say, okay, it's a foul. Or they should stop it, but I think I don't know. People drop or a lot. I think it's just based on the ref, right? So the ref has a lot of control in the game, the game flow, and it's up to him. If he sees that right away and he feels that that goalkeeper needs tending to, he blows the whistle. Then the goal obviously doesn't count. But you know, in some way, shape, or form, he must have looked at that and thought it's not serious enough for me right. to stop the play. Therefore, you can't blame Arsenal for taking advantage no. and then leading to the goal. So, you know, it didn't really matter who made it, per se. It right. was just a matter of ref didn't stop anything, so you got to continue through. Right, but I feel like if, if it was an opponent and he stepped on him, they'd look at it and be like, okay, impediment or, you know. It'd be a bigger deal. Right. But uh, since I guess it was his own player and they said, oh, he just stepped on his leg, it wasn't that bad. Okay, we'll keep playing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, in the end, it was what it was, you know. United have had a lot of weird calls this year. Um, but we wanted to win up, win in the game. I got to see Ronaldo's 800th and 800th. That's what I was going to bring up. Yep. It was Bruno's 100th appearance, and he wanted to scoring on that day. 
So it was a perfect day for me. You guys you know? got to hit the C. Oh, yeah. All game. That's all you heard. You <laughs> walk it in. That's all you heard. Even if you order a hot dog, you're just hitting it. <laughs> no, seriously. That's not even a joke. Seriously. Hi, that'll be four ninety five. See? Something I didn't know, though, is you actually can't bring your beer onto like into the stadium. Like mm-hmm. You have to uh, drink it in the concourse area. So I thought that was kind of cool. They don't want you throwing it. Right. Mm-hmm. It keeps it clean, too. The stadium was immaculate. Like It, it was huge. I mean the second or third biggest stadium in England and there's so many seats and all the seats are really good. Like we got to sit in different areas and they were just all fantastic to be in, you know? No, it's fantastic. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. hating Man United, right. I, I could appreciate seeing Ronaldo in person. That's right. like insane. There were Liverpool fans that came to the stadium. To really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, look, Ronaldo 800th. I know. That's a big awesome. deal. That's I remember. Really I remember when he scored 400 goals, and he was being interviewed. He was at Real Madrid, and the interviewer was like, "So, how many goals do you think you'll get in your career?" And he just jokingly said, "Probably another 400." He's there. Yeah, he is there, and still more to go. Right. So that starts off Man United. Fred does really good in that game. Then you go into the next week for Crystal Palace. You win one nothing, and who scores a goal for you? Fred. He's back. He's like the Energizer well, Bunny. He's not back. He was never there the first time. <laughs> so you gotta, you gotta appreciate him. He runs probably the hardest on the team. Uh, he, he literally can't shoot, so it's, I'm very surprised he actually scored. But he's been, he's gonna be really good with Ranić because of how much he runs. And obviously, I got to see Carrick's last game as an interim manager. He gave a little surprise, "Hey, I'm leaving," kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I like Ranić. He has this rule because he he despised Tiki Taka so much that he had to change up, you know, the game. Because obviously you don't want to see soccer turn into everybody play possession. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's boring. Let's be real. Remember watching the Euros in like, what was it, 2008 with Spain winning? And they were just passing the ball the whole time. They, he, the announcer Depends said, what side of the ball you're on, man. Right. The announcer said they pass you... Pass the ball and kill you, you know, yeah. pass you to death. And he created this philosophy, which is called the Gigan Press, which means counter-pressing. Mm-hmm. And that means you press on their counter-attack. So essentially, they're going to try and counter-attack you, and you're already pressing them to stop their counter-attack. But it's a whole thing where he has the system where you have to get the ball back in eight seconds, and then you have to score within 10 seconds. And in all the teams that he worked at, he actually had a, a stopwatch, and you could see it from all around. And it would it would have a countdown, and you'd ex- be expected to get the ball back in those certain areas. It's That's crazy. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, May United actually got the ball back against Crystal Palace in their final third 12 times, and that hasn't been done since Sir Alex Ferguson was around. And that's a very high number of con- uh, to standard to all teams in the league. So, so I mean, it sounds like you're happy with the plan. It sounds like yeah. you're improving, and you know, it hasn't been. It's only been one, one. I think uh, an international game with him as well. Yeah, right? he he played all the young kids because obviously we secured 
the uh, Champions League spot for first. And since we're not Liverpool, we don't need to play all our starters, even though we already clinched it, mm-hmm. just to get a stat that says you're the first from the Premier League club we to go get for it all, man. We you know, Man United had that chance so many times when Sir Alex played the young kids. That sounds like a guy's it's problem. Just, it's just a different <laughs> feel, you know. It's a, it's a reason why Liverpool don't have the many good young players. Listen, we put on this the 12-year-old more now, uh, so. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, looking at the lineups now, looking at Ragnick, what he's putting out. He played a 4-2-2-2. Yeah, and he's, you know, he's even deploying people like Tellez and Dalo, you know. People well, that Luke haven't Shaw played. has a concussion. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Juan Basaka has this hand injury. But then there was this fake rumor out that it was a part of a, a circus crack gang. So, but that wasn't real. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty accurate. <laughs> But yeah, you know, he's deploying all these different yeah, players that I'm, haven't been getting I'm, game time. I'm happy Delo is playing because I always liked him. It's he's about a, time. He's a great attacking defender. Um, Talos has been wonderful. Bai has been awesome. You know what I mean? I think you officially win manager of the year when you make Fred the best player in the world. If he can do that. Now, the whole scheme is that United win the Champions League, Brazil win the World Cup, Fred wins the Ballon d'Or. Perfect. I think there's nothing else that's going to occur. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> no, but yeah, and then you finally get to see some of Rashford coming in. Yeah, you know? he, he really hasn't been good this year, honestly. For a guy who's so fast, um, does this? he's developed this thing where he'll dribble up fast, cut the pace. He do like this side jostle thing with the ball. He just always winds up losing it. You know, I feel like it also just reflects your team in general. I feel like, yeah, now with Ragnick, the system's better, but... Your attack isn't really, you know, anything stellar. You well, know. It's, it's been one game, and we during the Crystal Palace game, we did have a lot of chances. We just didn't score. Right. But if you notice, most United goals come from when they're just full blazing counterattack. No one stops. They just keep going, and the ball keeps moving forward. And then it's literally one or two touches, and it goes in. That's when they're at their best. Then when you slow down, when you dribble up and you slow down, it just stalls the attack. I think you'll be able to see a lot more in a few more game weeks yeah, where course. they're all getting their feet wet. Because, you know, Bruno is ha- not having the best season no, either. No. I mean, you can say it about everybody, really. Except you know? Ronaldo. I mean, I think that's debatable. I don't think that's debatable. Playing in that United attack, barely ever getting the ball, and when he does get the ball, he scores. I think if you look at his probably uh, shot-to-goal ratio, it's probably well over. It's a hard topic to discuss. I think if you, like, no, I don't think so. I, no, because I just feel like a lot of people, you know, they get really uh, butthurt about talking about Ronaldo in the wrong way. Uh, I'm not trying to oh, bash not, him in any way. I'm, but not, I'm not butthurt. All I'm saying is when I watch him play, yeah. I feel like there's so much more. The problem is I'm, I'm comparing it to old Ronaldo, you know. He's not, he, yeah, he doesn't run player. as much. It, uh, it, no, I can't say that. He, he pressed the most, basically, besides for Fred in that United game. I feel like his goal ratio is good because, you know, he is this, the center of the attack. So he's going to take the most shots. He's going to get in the better position. He does the best on the ball. Don't get me wrong. I don't think anybody right. else would be able to do all that. Yeah, but they don't have as many chances per game as, say, City, Liverpool, or Chelsea to score the goal. And he, when he, like, think about it when he played against Liverpool, right? We had the ball maybe one time, and he was offside, he shot it, and he scored. He's the best finisher in the league. He's he's literally, like, if he was playing on City, he'd have more than a goal game, 100%. Yeah, it's just weird for me, you know. I, I was excited to watch him play, and, you know, there's probably more. And... Well, now you now you should be really excited, because with Ranier, yeah, you'll, well, get what's going him, on? you'll get to see him receive the ball more. I just felt like I'm watching a lot of, like, 
All right, take away the Ragnar game. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of like two dimensional attacking yeah, play. Yeah, of course. You they know, weren't connected. Ronaldo staying center, even pulling back, not having an opportunity, just passing it back out. Right. Running into the box, no one could feed him the ball. Then you know he's not really going to come too far back, and then he's going to wait for a counter, and then Greenwood's either going to shoot or Rashford's going to miss, and Ronaldo's been whiffing a few of them. Yeah. You know, I, it's not like whoa, like if this yeah. guy touches the ball. It's something you know, it's just that. You put him in the right spot, he'll get it done. Right. But aside from that, you don't really have to be that worrisome about um, him. Oh, no, I can't. You have to always worry about him. I mean, you look at his aerial threat. He, I think he went on a game where he scored four headers in a row. Well, if, like I said, you know, you he's get doing the, good if, international, yeah, too. If, so. if you get the ball to him, he's probably going to score. He takes those wild shots when, like, they go 10, 15 minutes without the ball, and then he just takes a wild shot just to take it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but now it's all going to change. Like, that's, that's all past... Uh, pass play. But anyway, going back to Ragnick, he is the first German manager to win his first game in the EPL. And it's May United's first clean sheet in 16 games at home. So all this is looking to be a good change for the team. And a change that's happening right now is in London, where West Ham, as I said before, is the top team in London. David Moyes, baby. They beat Chelsea 3-2. They that's, beat the top team. That's teams. big. Now, this is Chelsea's loss, first loss in a while. And, you know, they have this history of losing a lot during the November, December, January period, dropping points. Um, but they've been getting scored on a lot. And Tuchel has been big on keeping clean sheets. Um, that's why, you know, Chelsea were getting so many points because teams weren't scoring on them. But, you know, if you listen to the previous podcast, I was telling you guys, like, teams were getting chances against them. They didn't finish, or Chelsea would get bailed out by a call. And now it's starting to really pile on them. And now things look a little worrisome, especially that Lukaku's back and he's not scoring. I always said, Lukaku's got to score in these big games. He's not scoring. Mason Mount is finally coming back. Mason Mount's back from injury, and Mason Mount looks fantastic. About time. I think he's undroppable. I think in that Chelsea team, Tuchel always makes these changes. And I'm not not a huge fan of coaches that make a lot of changes because, you know, back in the day, it was just like a set 11, maybe you'll change one or two players each week or, you know, every other week. Tuchel changes it all, basically, besides for a back four, a back three. And it's just hard for a team to really gel, in my opinion. Yeah, they train with each other every day, but being out on that pitch on a game day, it's different. You know, and keep in mind, you know, you're talking about switching up the team. You know, he's been without Conte and Kovacic for a few games already. Yeah. So that's a big deal. That's huge. So, you know, it's, and Lukaku has been nowhere, you know, it's turning out for Mason Mountain Ziyech to really step up, and they are. Uh, They linked up in the Watford game. What a finish by Mason Mount. I mean, he's showing again why he needs to be there all the time. Yeah, Mason Mount just produces every game. He's always looking forward. He's always making good passes, forward passes. And to Timo Werner sometimes, who needs to start scoring. He did score two in uh, UCL recently, um, but he definitely needs to find his form. In the prep. Yeah, and start getting some goals because maybe Lukaku's not it. You know, we I remember the beginning of the season, I, I said Chelsea would win it because now they have Lukaku. Um, you said also Chelsea was going to win? Yeah. So this is a worry, worrisome time for them. They have to be able to fill out that midfield. 
and the strikers need to score because the games are coming fast in the winter time, and dropping points like that is not good, especially at a time where the games come quick and fast. Because to keep the morale up, you got to win games. And look, let's get real excited for the Hammers because, yeah. to be honest, <clears throat> even some of their smaller players or the players that don't normally start are coming through. Manuel Lanzini. Oh, he killed me with that last goal, 94th minute against right. Man City, just top corner out of nowhere. Right. The guy hasn't touched the pitch for how long, and he just pulls that off by himself. David Moyes, what a god substitute. And then, you know, he goes up against Chelsea, and he puts away a penalty. So Lanzini's coming through, and oh, I love that Arthur Masuaku goal as well. Oh, it was nice. Just standing there, just taking that shot top. Well, we don't know if it was a shot. It could have been a pass. We're going to give him the shot. I'm going to give him the give shot, that too. Man, give the man something. I get it. I'll give, him, I'll give him a shot. So, yeah, and then Gerard Bowen stepping up. You know, Mikel Antonio didn't have any goal contributions. It didn't mean he didn't do anything. He obviously was part of the plays. But he didn't have a goal, goal contributions, yet they're still finding ways to put in the back of the net, right. which is wonderful. They have plenty of those midfield players that are pushing up front to really get the goals, and they have Declan Rice right behind them just being amazing. He's having an outstanding season. And I think this is what Sir Alex Ferguson was able to see, and David I mean, Moyes probably, is showing. I mean, probably. Maybe maybe the main United job was just too big for him at the time, or you know, maybe he wasn't ready. He obviously wasn't ready, but David Moyes is a good coach. I'm glad West Ham picked him up because he had gone through two other clubs that were like, ah, you know, maybe this isn't it. You know, maybe they were right. And he got back to West Ham. West Ham fans didn't really actually like him to begin with, but now you can't not like him. I mean, look, now I look at West Ham fixtures and I'm putting them as the favorites for the majority of their games. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they they pretty much only lost to Man City for the big teams. The, the, the they big beat teams, Chelsea, yeah. they beat Liverpool. They you know, they're United, not a joke. Though. <laughs> That's the only thing. That's the only crutch, right? Only top 16 that <laughs> and beat. But yeah, you know, that West Ham win against Chelsea flips the table around. And now Man City takes top spot, Liverpool takes second, and now Chelsea's in third. It's crazy because, like, whenever Chelsea drop points, the other, you know, Liverpool and Man City, one of them drops points. And it's happened this year countless times. Like, no team's been yeah, able to really, me. yeah, no team's really, really been able to really counteract well and Chelsea drop points except for the last game week where Man City and Liverpool won. Other than that, whenever Chelsea drop points, they also drop points. So that was, that was a big week for Liverpool and Man City. Yeah, look, you know, it helps Man City get to the top. Man City's just keeping consistent like always. Bernardo Silva is showing true class. It's the, Sil the Silva name. He's probably the player of the season. I know he's up there with Salah, but... First City, player of the season. I think in the league, player of the season. I don't know about all that. I mean, Salah's just too hot, man. I think Bernardo Silva's hotter. You know, Bernardo Silva, you know, three goal three goals in two games. I mean, he's, you know... He's pinnacle for He's this team right crazy now. Crazy with the ball at his feet, holds it so close. He can take on four defenders at a time and still see a pass somewhere. He's just an amazing form. Uh, Who needs a striker? They don't. They clearly don't. They don't. They have so many shots. They get goals from everywhere. They don't need a striker. With Kevin De Bruyne coming back, who knows what that Man City lineup is going to look like? Um, he's still not ready. Obviously, he played in the UCL. He didn't look too hot, but obviously, you can't. Bench Kevin De Bruyne, but Bernardo Silva is someone who is also undroppable at this moment. Yeah, hundred percent. And then you know, keeping in the horse races, Liverpool, they had their derby with Everton. That was wild. Man, what a shame. Everton, like I didn't even, I didn't even bother watching it. 
Uh, Everton have so many injuries. They're not in good form. This is going to be a blowout. Everybody knew it. Liverpool scored four again. 4-1, yeah, man. Yeah, so, you know, it was a, it was a wash. Like, you knew Liverpool were going to go in there and just stomp it out. Yeah, look, I mean, Henderson loved his goal outside the box. Gorgeous. Salah going down the right side, puts it away again. You know, Salah with two goals again. He's top scorer right now, 13 goals. Yeah. You know, second place is Vardy with nine. So, he just, he's top class right now. He only has one penalty under his belt, too. So, that puts into perspective. He's yeah, still going to be on the top. Score, he's been doing amazing. That's what I say. He's, you know, second best player in the league right now. First best player. In, yeah, best I get player you. Yeah, league, first yeah. is good. I get it. Yeah. But the man, the myth, the legend. My favorite player. Divock Origi, man. Coming in with the magic. Yeah. Against Wolves. Yep. The dying minutes of the game. Dying seconds of the game. 0-0. Zero, zero. We should have scored zero. a ton. Mane misses a sitter. Jota, don't even get me started, misses. An open net with a defender on the line. Misses it. And Klopp puts in. Divock Origi. Peter Crouch actually uh, posted he yeah. had a picture of him and his baby. Yeah. And he's like, every day I contemplate on naming my child Divock. <laughs> I was like, that's the best. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't get it. Divock is like, he's keeping to himself, doesn't get a lot of playing time, doesn't and then he just pulls time. this off yeah. all the time. I don't get it. Striker being in the right position. I don't get it. You know, and, you know, like you said, with your visit and my visit, mm-hmm. I went to the Everton game. Same occurrence, 94th minute off the crossbar, right. and he puts it in. I mean, he's the clutchest player for Liverpool. Yeah, 100%. Uh, he comes in big. Klopp literally told him before he put him on, just do the Divac Akarigi things. And, <laughs> and that's what he did. And he earns himself playing time in the Champions League because yeah. of that. So, you know, which we'll yeah, discuss. Yeah, You know, scoring a goal in the Champions League and, you know, didn't afford him any time. But yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, got it. And you know, and looking at uh, Liverpool so far this season, they have nine clean sheets. Yes, which is impressive. Which is good because they started off the year a little tweaky, and they found the rhythm, and now they're getting clean sheets. Yeah, you know, they're great. even switching around their left back. Team Gus plays games, and they still get their clean sheets. Right. You know, they're switching up their center back partnership at times, which I'm really happy about as well. And out of all of that, their attacking output is actually wild. Which is thanks to Trent Alexander-Arnold. I have a little stat for you, actually. Hit it. No player has provided more assists, which is four, and had more goal, goal movements, five, or created more chances, ten, in the Premier League in November than Trent. Love it. His four assists and five goal involvements were both his most ever in a single calendar month in a competition. Dude, Dude, he's still growing. People don't realize how young he After is. After last year, the year he had, he's coming out this year, and he's probably the best right back in the league right now. He's freaking awesome. Yeah. I love that guy. Yeah, man. Look, I mean, it's clearly showing. We have 44 goals for. And uh, another stat for you, Mo Salah is the second player to score 20-plus goals in five years for Liverpool. The owner of the record is Ian Rush with six. Love it. And that's some company to be with, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, it's an insane stat. Scoring 20-plus goals for five seasons is insane. Look, I, I, I'm just excited to see the fact that Salah is just, you know, doing his thing right now, and he's super right. hot. And you know what? I was looking at um the top, you know, top scorers, the golden mm-hmm. boot race of the Prem. Salah, Jota, and Mane are in the top five. 
I think Salah's already had like two hat tricks too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Liverpool score a lot. They win most of the games four zero. I think they're averaging probably three to two goals a game, most likely. And they have one loss against David Moyes. Listen, he's the best. So you know, I mean, if they keep up this form, it's starting to look like you know our form when we um uh, we ended short with City. Right. You know. That's kind of what this league is going to be did, like again this year. Did the did the Origi goal feel like you guys are going to win it again this year? Honestly, yeah, it kind of gave me that confidence again, where no matter what happens, we'll find the way, kind of thing. Uh, the only thing I, you know, you have Salah and Mane going away for the Africa Cup, and I think they're only missing two to three games, and they're really not that hard games. Guys were kind of blessed. Kind of hate and Klopp complain about it. I think you're going against not too strong teams. I think maybe your hardest team right now is Leicester, and they're not really in good form. They haven't they haven't kept the clean sheet in a while. Do you guys think that you'll be able to win those games when Salah Mane are away? Do you think you know Oxlade and everybody can step up? Uh, honestly, that's going to be the the tell all. To be honest with you, uh, could we win? Yeah. Is it going to be extremely difficult and probably really really close? I I think so. You know, you can't replace those caliber of players, but you're hoping the people that plug them in kind of keep up that form and keep up the, you know, way of playing. So, I mean, only time will tell. I want to tell you it's not going to be as good. Mm-hmm. You know, we may drop points in that period of time. Of course. Uh, so, I think that's going to be huge for us. So, uh, we'll see how we pan out with that. Now, talking about a team that drops points but doesn't lose is Brighton. They have eight draws and two losses. No, sorry, not yeah, eight draws eight. and two losses yeah. in their last ten games since September. Yeah, since September. It's it's good that they're not losing, but they have a striker issue. Yeah, Neil Malpoy. Malpay. Malpay. I never sorry, we'll give it to right. you. It's all right. It's, I've, Malpoy. I've been Malpoy's playing fantasy. I've been playing fantasy for years. I've never cared for him. Never I'm pick sure him his up. whole family is... <laughs> never drop him. I mean, never never pick him up. Never look at his name. He scores great goals. He does. He misses a lot of goals. He does. And they still never go to buy another striker. But that's the issue with Brighton. They have chances. Uh, Potter has been having to switch around his midfield a lot this year. He's moved Gross to the back. He's moved them forwards. You know, he's had to plug and play certain players. Trotter got injured at a point. That's his best player this year. I think their their biggest, their brightest stars right now in the past few weeks through these ties is their outside wingbacks. Yeah. I think Cucurella and Tariq Lamptey. Oh, now he plays a Tariq Yeah, if he, if have he been, have been doing fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're growing. And I feel like from Cucurella from the beginning to now, now he's becoming like the main supply for their attack. I think Tyreek Lamptey, that kid's going to be a phenom when he's older. He's young. Yeah, I think he's 19 now. I believe so. Yeah. I think, especially him being English in the Premier League, his stock is going to start yeah, pumping. Maybe he'll sell for $40 million. We got Juan Bissaka for $50 million. Yeah, and I can totally see him. He from Chris Palace. I could totally see him moving on to a bigger team eventually. You know, those two are being really, really big deal for Brighton. They're playing five in the back, so that's also why they're not conceding much. But their attacking play isn't that great, and I feel like it also has to do with their midfield. I feel like their midfield is very low-lying, and they're not all able to push up. And, you know, I feel like that's what it's really coming to. 
Yeah, last few games he's been playing with two CDMs. And so, obviously, if you play with two CDMs, you lose out on the attack a little bit. Brian have done a good job scoring in games. You know, even though we say they have a striker issue, but they have the striker issue because they can't close out the games. Because Neil Mopai is not scoring, you know, as many goals as he needs to. Yes, he has the most goals for the team. And I think that's maybe at five. But there's, you know, there's your point. We're game week 12, 13. Well, I think also, I think also it's a systematic issue, which Potter needs to figure out. Because I think at the beginning, it was working really well because of their formation. They're able to sit back and take a lot of heat. And then their counter was really impressive. But a bunch of these small teams, they do the same thing. You know, they also play five in the back. They also have two center defensive mids. So now it's counterintuitive because where is your counterattack? Now you actually have to go out and make your play. Right. And that's why the outside backs are doing so well. It's because they have the space. But the middle isn't helping as much. So, you know, I don't think it's necessarily just one player. No. I don't think if they go out and just get any striker, you know, any good striker, it's going to change a lot. I think just their way of playing needs to change as well. And it's showing, you know, eight ties, their defense is good. You know, mm-hmm. it's not really a defensive issue. Uh, I think it's just pushing up and moving forward. That's fair. Talking about a team that uh, defends well as Ben. Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. Finally, two clean sheets in a row. All they get is clean sheets. I mean, Harry Kane still it's hard scored. to clean sheet against Norwich, man. Harry Kane still hasn't scored. <laughs> Let's put him on the hot seat, huh? Yeah, he scored seven. What was it? I feel like Marino? everybody doesn't talk about Harry Kane. I don't know why. What do you mean? Does everybody just love him that much that they don't want to talk about him not scoring? You know. Yeah, listen, man. It's crazy. What does he have? One goal? Something like that. He has like one goal this whole I don't season. Pay attention. And he's playing every game. Just he he looks motivated, but he just misses these chances. Youngman's son is becoming the talisman getting, right now. He's getting upset that he doesn't get the ball at certain points. He's just in a mood. You Look, know? in my opinion, he, he's just, just in a mood. Have him move on. That's it. Just have him move on. That's it. I mean, he's he's not producing. Maybe they'll get Martial. Martial asked for your I saw that. Request. I saw that. Honestly, that's not a bad idea him at all. And, him and son working together? That's, that's not cool. a bad idea at all. Yeah. I think that would be pretty pretty beneficial. That's some people's ultimate team. <laughs> Many people's ultimate yeah, team at the beginning of the season, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look, you could say whatever you want with the Harry Kane. Oh, he looks more motivated. You know, he is still being part of the play. Him, yeah, you know, that's just Harry Kane's the guy that just makes fools out of nothing. And we're supposed to talk about him every week, like the way we're talking about Salah. We're supposed to talk about Kane all the time, and we're not. Yeah, we're just talking about Kane like Deli Alley, like Neil Mopé, like yeah, like Neil Mopé. Neil Mopé has we more don't goals. Talk about Deli Alley. Yeah. You know what and I mean? Fred has more goals. Right? It's crazy. Yeah, it says enough. It says a lot, man. And it's just like, I, I hate seeing that when a player is supposed to be like X good and we all know he is. And right. it's just something holding him back and has nothing to do with, you know, his style of play. Right. It's just, I think he just needs to move on at this point. He's stuck in his head at this point. I agree with you. You know, but, you know, again, similar situation with Brighton. Now, Regalon. And um, Emerson are showing true quality. You know, Conte's helping Spurs play with their outside wing backs. And like, you know, Antonio stated, he told Regalone, get prepared. Regalone scores. I mean, it's a big deal. You know, they're doing really well. 
Tanganga finally got to come in. He's great when he doesn't have to punch Wilfred Zaha in the face. He does right. pretty good. He's excellent. So, um, you know, he held up pretty well for the right back position. And they were supposed to play each other this week, but they both got COVID, so. Yeah, COVID, man. Yeah. It was like at least eight players. Nine, yeah, nine. Right? Yeah. From one team, and then the other one. That's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. They were trying to compete. It was insane. They yeah. thought that's how you get points. Cable was trying to score more <laughs> with that one. But, yeah, you know, and then moving on to better form, Aston Villa. Yes, yeah, Stevie Jarrett. G. Yeah. So, pre-Stevie G. They came off a five-game losing streak. Yeah, I think they had won once in 11 games before that. Five games straight losses, And now man. they're three and four. Now they're three wins out of their last four games yeah. with Steven Gerrard. One being a loss against City. I mean, give the guy yeah, yeah, a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they it's did do 2-1. Well. They did do well. Yes, they did do well. It's 2-1. Well, your buddy Watkins finally shows up. Yeah. And then their last one against Leicester. Consa, he's shown to be awesome. a big deal. First, Austin Villa uh, defender scored two goals since like 30 years ago, too. Right? Same. Listen, I mean, I like, you know, we were talking about with the managerial positions being opened up and new managers coming in and what they have to work with. I like, he's looking good. I like that Aston Villa back four, man. Yeah. You know, I've always liked their back four Cash, Target, uh, Mings, and, Hoss. Yeah, Hoss. Right, he's good too. Yeah, they're all good. They have some really tall English backs, and I yeah. think that's a big deal. The cash and target both move up. They both can cross the ball. They both can shoot. They have good teams. They you have know? plenty of reinforcement now since, you know, all that money they spend on Grealish. Jar just has to figure out who he wants to start, who he wants to make the main 11, and he goes against Liverpool this week. I'm really excited to see that, man. I want to see what happens. I mean, my prediction, I think Liverpool's going to win, but I right, think it's going to be tight. Yeah. I think it'll be tight. I think he'll honestly give it a good shot. And you know what? Stevie G's really showing he knows what he's doing, man. I hope the players play even more for Stevie G and they draw that game. You know, they actually asked Klopp what he uh, what he thinks about Steven Gerrard taking, taking over, and he said he will be taking over at yeah. one night. And I was like, wow, okay, that's a big yeah, deal. Yeah, of course. Of course he's going to be taking over. Now all these clubs, they bring in their old players, you know, Barcelona, Bruno, Xavi. Main Ibron, Ole, Chelsea Brown, Lampard. Vera's probably going to coach Arsenal one day. You know, uh, they, Arsenal brought more Arteta. I mean, shoot, he could do it at this point. He'd have to do it at this point. And the biggest news of it all. The biggest news. Definitely it's, not the biggest no, news. No, it's definitely the biggest news. <laughs> and it is the Sheiks getting excited for their first win of the season. 1-0. Woo! They should have had it against Norwich, but, you know, that red card in the seventh minute. But they got their first win, and we just want to give them a nice congratulations. Listen, Eddie Howie, Callum Wilson, connection, two goals, both games. Yeah. He's just a man right now. So I think it's good. I mean, you know, we go on all day talking about Newcastle. Uh, it's like not all one day. Like, you're going to talk about them yeah, all day. We'll just be here till next week. Yeah. I think it's not one thing. I think they need a lot of players out. I think. Joe Ellington is not cutting it. You know, you brought in the Brazilian yeah. striker to score goals. Doesn't score goals. Right. Yeah, he makes some plays, but dude, he's your striker. Right. He doesn't score goals. Can we get rid of John Joe Shelby eventually? That'd be nice to see. Liverpool legend. <laughs> Liverpool legend <laughs> in the flesh. <laughs> Can you please get rid of the guy? I think honestly they just need a spine in the the in the attack. You know, they need a nice 
holding midfielder and well, a nice attacking midfielder. What they do midfielder. is ASM picks the ball up from the 50. Yeah, and then he just <laughs> goes down. Miguel Almiron waits for him. Right, he dribbles 20 yards, 30 yards, 40 yards, and he's like, ah, I guess I'll pass. Yeah, so I mean, look, I still am going to stick with the fact yeah, that they, I don't think Newcastle is going they, anywhere. I, I'm telling you. Well, gonna, they're going somewhere. No, they're going to stay in the league. They're going to the Premier League. I, I believe they're going to stay in the league. <laughs> they're, go, they're going just the division lower. Norwich, Watford. Who did I say that third one was? Burnley? I don't even remember. Maybe. It doesn't matter. It's Newcastle. Newcastle staying up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you could pay that one out. You can. Erling Holland incoming Newcastle January. Maybe. <laughs> maybe one of them. Back to, back to Newcastle? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not happening. You don't know. They got money. You know, it's got to be really upsetting when you go from playing with Messi to Joelington. It's got to be rough. I don't think he'd want to even take that deal. Well, Cleverly went from playing with United to playing for Watford. Well, so. Cleverly should have started <laughs> playing for Watford. That was the problem. He's got a Premier League medal, buddy. <laughs> him and Darren Gibson. Love him. <laughs> Darren Fletcher. Well, he's actually good. Yeah, I know. Uh, so we're going to end the podcast today. We'll be back even quicker next week. Uh, we're going to let Game Week 14 finish, and we'll get, be promptly back with you. And uh, we're going to be also bringing you guys Champions League segment. Uh, we usually talk about the Champions League every year, but this year we've been busy, so we haven't been able to put in a couple of a podcasts for that. But now that it's, you know, group stages are done, we're going to be in the round of 16. We're going to go over the matches with you, but that'll be for another podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And...